everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is John Bishop, and you're listening to Conversations for Freelance Creatives. I'm glad you came back. Wanted to talk a, lo- a little bit uh, about what's going on in my art business and kind of what's going on at this time of the year. We're in full into the fourth quarter, and that is generally the time when we all are making the most money that we can make possibly in a year. And that really hasn't been the case for us in the past. Uh, So we're really trying some new things and I wanted to talk about that and uh, just to catch up with with you guys and what's going on. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is the the new exhibitions that we're involved in. Uh, We're at some studios. Uh, There are about, I guess they're about 60 uh, artists in our building and there are six buildings. So it comes out to about 400 artists total. And uh, our building is called Silver Street Studios here in Houston. And because we're in this large warehouse kind of building, we have a lot of exhibit space on the walls. The management of the building allow us to put on our own exhibitions as tenants whenever they don't have the, uh, the walls booked. And so we have an opportunity to do a really, really big exhibition. And I was on the uh, curatorial and exhibition committee. So we just mounted a show that opened Saturday. Uh, It's called Without Limits. And that show is going to run for about three months. And we had 42 participating artists and almost 200 pieces of art to... uh, to coordinate with the artists, to get them hung, to get them curated, to get them hung, to get the lighting, to get the marketing, the vinyl, uh, the stickers, and it's a huge undertaking. But I think the show looks really, really good. I think people really came out and and participated in a way maybe they haven't in a while. Uh, Again, I think it's because of the time of the year and things are hopefully slowing down for some of us. Uh, in our own lives. Uh, there was something else that we're doing is that we're actually mounting our own exhibition, Bogdan and I, and uh, we have two studios in the building, one for Bogdan and one for me. Mine has an exterior door that opens up to the outside parking lot. And so what we're doing is we're going to create our own curated exhibition every month from here on out to where we're just featuring kind of a curated slice of of Bogdan and my work. And the idea is that it's not so cluttered when you walk into the studio. We are just tripping over art uh, because we have been producing a lot and sales haven't been what we hoped and it's just time. And so the more and more crowded the studio became, the less people were able to really connect and appreciate uh, the art. So what we're doing is we're doing uh, a curated exhibition this month. This happens to be December, and we're doing our first one, and it's called You'll Do. Y-U-L-E, do you get it? So it should be a lot of fun. We're going to have a big reception. We opened that on Saturday as well, a couple of days ago. So that is up and running. So we'll do one every month from here on out and hopefully be able to... uh, I don't know, to be more targeted and more direct and and maybe even a little more professional in the way we're presenting our work. It's funny though, because we had several collectors come by for the opening 
uh, on Saturday. And one collector sat down and there have been some, uh, a series of five paintings that were up high and often on the side on the wall in my studio. And now they're featured. And she sat down and said, I like those two. So hopefully there's gonna be a purchase of those two. And that's directly because she didn't have to look through everything to make that decision. Uh, so maybe it'll work. It's a good, it's a good uh, rule of thumb. Obviously we'll, we'll test it out and, and report back on how it's going. Another big thing is we just returned back from Mexico City. Now, both Bogdan and I uh, applied for a, a, uh, an exhibition, a show, an art fair called Fain, F-A-I-N. And Fain is, uh, is a group out of Argentina that does these uh, fairs in Latin America. They have branched into Mexico City. I think this is the third year they've done Mexico City. And this year they did Monterrey and Guadalajara as well. So you apply once, there's no fee to apply, and you have to be chosen. Well, I was not chosen for any of the three shows. Bogdan, however, was chosen for Guadalajara and Mexico City. And uh, so we went, to Mexico, we went to Mexico City, stayed about a week. We had to go there because when we left Guadalajara, if we had brought all the work out of the country and paid all those taxes, and then found out we got back in for, for Mexico City, we would have had to do that all again. So luckily, we were, find, we were able to find people who would kind of store the work for us, both the, the printer we used in, in Guadalajara and Michael Swank at uh, PRPGMX uh, Gallery in Mexico City. Uh, he's the, the one that I do my residency program with and art uh, labs with. So he was able to store them for us. So we went early, we got to Mexico City, we went and got the work, we took it into the uh, exhibition space, the venue. We were able to mount the work and, and have the show. Uh, not a huge amount of sales. I mean, we sold one. Uh, when you start to do the math and you figure out that we probably spent about $2,000 for the two of us to go, and once you take out the fees for uh, the, the percentage for fine uh, for the sale, you know, we'll make about 500 bucks. So. We spent 2000 we made 500 Not a great business success. However, you don't just go to these things for the sales. Obviously, sales are important and lovely, but you also go for some exposure. You're going to meet people, and we did. We met lots of people. Uh, we met, met uh, uh, we connected with Patricia Conde, uh, who's a big gallery owner in Mexico City. She actually had met Bogdan two years ago at a photo fest where she saw his work. When she walked in, Bogdan greeted her. She didn't remember Bogdan, but she did remember the work. So it was lovely to chat with her. We gave her some promotional information and who knows, might get a show out of that. We also uh, ran into quite a few other people. We passed out lots of promotional materials. Um, lots of uh, Instagram followers. It was, it's, it's a good thing we did, and I'm glad we did it, uh, even though it wasn't the, uh, the most cost-effective as far as sales. But uh, anyway, great. it was a great trip. We didn't get to have virtually any kind of vacation experience at all. 
we just worked the entire time. Oh. But then we came home and, and we're, we're, like I say, we have a lot going on this month and, and I'm really, really enjoying this home studio. Uh, I think I, I mentioned before, my parents have passed away. They live right across the street and their house is paid for and we can put it on the market, but right now we're kind of enjoying it. We're using it as our studio. So I'm able to do a lot, a lot of work here directly across the street without commuting the 70 miles to Houston that we have to go every day. Uh, so it's been great having these studios and, and kind of nesting at the same time. Uh, one of the things I think we're trying to do psychologically is, is kind of rid this house of all the memories of, of mom and dad. Not that we want to lose the memories of them, but we don't want to associate the house with that. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a great place to work. We're very, very lucky to have it. And I'm trying to take as much advantage of that as I can. I think it's so, so important to have a space. Now, granted, I have the studio in Houston, but it's now turning more into a gallery space and not a workspace and not even my space. It's our space. And so the gallery I have now, this room, which is my computer and video room, hence the video if you're watching video and podcast if you're just listening to the audio. So I have this room. I have a, a large room to paint in. Uh, Bogdan has space. We have a garage. We have a yard. We have, we have a kitchen, you know, everything you need. And it's, it's across the street from home. But it's like going to work. When I come here, I don't have to worry about the cat. I don't have to worry about folding the laundry or, or making lunch. So it is a good, good thing for us to be able to step out, have some dedicated workspace, and we are cranking out the inventory. We are doing lots and lots of work. Uh, but I mean, it kind of begs the question though. I mean, we're still 70 miles from Houston and we need to look at, you know, what are the next steps for us? Um, one of the things that we could do is just move to Houston. Uh, that certainly is possible. We figure though, if we, if we combine the sale of our house with the sale of this house, which is already paid for, even with those two together, we're not going to be able to afford a place of any, of any substance that we could actually live and work in, in Houston, in the area where our studios are. So we're thinking, okay, maybe we just stay here, work from home three days a week and only go in to Houston too. We'll see. That's part of what we're gonna have to figure out in our kind of next year plan. Uh, the other thing we have is, uh, uh, We've been talking about, you know, when we get around to it, as our business grows, it might be time to buy a van because traveling the way we do, it's, it's pretty hard to move a big canvas back and forth. Uh, you know, you can go rent a U-Haul, I suppose. <clears throat> but, you know, we said, okay, at some point in the future, we're going to probably need a new van. Uh, so as it turns out, we're using mom and dad's car. Uh, we have our own car. And they're, they're both around oh, over 100,000 miles. I mean, ours is just at 100,000, a little over, and mom and dad's is like almost 200,000. 
And we got up this morning and every red light came on in mom and dad's car. Uh, the engine light, the everything, everything came on when we turned on the car. So we're thinking, you know, the writing may be on the wall that we're going to be buying this van a lot sooner than we had anticipated. So we've got all these expenses. We've had debt because we took out loans for COVID. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of business decisions to make. That's part of the beauty for us is that we're trying to do this as seriously as we can. We know that it's difficult. We know that it's a weird way to try and make a living, but we really, really, really want this. And uh, we're willing to do the work and take the risks. We have a bit of a, uh, a, a nest egg that we can kind of rely on to get us out of trouble if we get there. But man, every month we just seem to make it. And I don't know when that tipping point will come, but it will come. And all we can do is uh, keep presenting ourselves. Uh, what's the saying? Keep giving them you until it's you they want. Uh, and that's kind of our philosophy. We have been in business now since 2015. And we changed our business dramatically about three years ago. So yeah, we're, we're, we should be over that hump of a new business where you're, you're earning and, and making, a, uh, making a profit. But because we changed the business so radically three years ago, uh, that kind of reset the clock for us. So, you know, I don't know how many goofs we can afford, but I think we'll make it through this one. Things are going well, we're making sales, we're developing a real kind of um, relationship with some collectors. Uh, as I mentioned, we had this thing on Saturday, just an opening, it wasn't a, anything big, it was a holiday sale, uh, as well as the opening of our, our You'll Do. But we had probably six collectors show up who just came to see us and, and, and a couple of other people they follow. So it, it is really nice to know that, you know, six of the right people can make the world of difference uh, as opposed to hundreds of people who are the wrong people. It's been, it's been quite, a, quite a blessing for us to, to get to know them and develop, develop these relationships. But uh, so, yeah, it's, it's approaching the end of the year. We're doing a lot of soul searching as to what kinds of changes we need to make. Well, we really need to understand how we did this year. And so I'm really wondering if we should do some sort of annual report. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to justify, to understand how I would do that. And it's just for me and Bogdan. It seems like a lot of work and expense for, but I think it is really important, particularly this year, as we're making all kinds of changes with the death of mom and dad to the, to the re-evaluating where we're doing our, our work in studio space. And the idea that, you know, now that mom and dad are gone, there's nothing holding us to this particular place. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're looking at options. I mean, maybe one of them is, you know, do we want to move? Do we want to move to Houston? We really don't have anybody in Houston. We have the, the beginnings of an art career there. We're making connections and establishing, but you know, couldn't we do the same thing in Santa Fe and 
in Brooklyn, in, in on the West Coast, uh, abroad, maybe Portugal, uh, Berlin. Uh, there, there's nothing stopping us other than we just need to have a plan that we can, you know, afford. Um, so we're really looking at lots and lots of options. So I think it's particularly important for us this year to really understand where we are, uh, what we've done this year, where we, where we are in the business, and then to, to look forward, uh, uh, you know, to, to making a plan for the future and for, for certainly next year. And we do that every year. We do our goal planning every year. But I, I, think, I think this year has thrown us a lot of changes that we might need to really reevaluate. Another thing I thought we might do, I don't know if you guys are doing this, we create a lot of work in the period of 12 months, particularly because there's two of us. And at the end of those 12 months, we, we don't have room for all the things. Uh, we don't have any place to put it all. Uh, we've been stuffing the studio to, to capacity, but um, that doesn't work. We, could, we had a storage unit, maybe we can get another storage unit in, in Houston, but we have this beautiful home here, plenty of room. We could store things here if we had a van to transport that. So, yeah, one of the things we thought we might do, though, is how do we telegraph to people what we've done without dragging all these paintings and photographs uh, all over the state? And what we thought we might do is create a lookbook for both of us and kind of chronicling, here's the work that we've done in 2021. Here's a, a graphic printed book that you can thumb through to get a sense of what it is we did this year. And uh, we can do that every year and create this library of work. Uh, some will have sold, some won't, depends. But the idea is how do we chronicle? I mean, we keep a record for ourselves. We use Artwork Archive and we absolutely love it. If you're not using Artwork Archives, you probably should. They're not a sponsor. I just love them. Uh, so yeah, we keep a good record of what we're doing, what we've created, all the information about it, including photographs, who we've sold it to, uh, what kind of additions and how many are left and who has what. So we keep good records. That's important as heck. But I don't know what to do when somebody walks in the studio. I mean, because we've moved a lot of things out of my studio to create this gallery, when someone comes in and sits down, they only have 10 pieces of mine that they can look at. The rest is in storage. So if I wanted to give them an idea of what else I have, perhaps having a lookbook out and open for them to thumb through might be a good option. I noticed somebody had one in Mexico, and so they only had like five paintings out because we were limited in space as to where we could uh, exhibit. And he had a lookbook out and open, and I noticed a lot of people did go and kind of thumb through that book uh, where he had a lot more options. So that's a thought as well and something we need to, to look into is, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up the year. I know there's a whole lot I still need to do with with receipts and, and accounting. Um, 
but that'll come. I still have, it's early in the month and I, I can still crank those puppies out. Uh, I think next year I need to get a lot better at that. I think what I really need to do next year is have, you know, commit to saying, you know, at least once a week, I sit down and do all the receipts that I have because I'll batch them and then I'll get busy and then it'll be a month or so and, and then it gets harder and harder to remember what the expense was or, or it slows down my accountants when they're trying to close out the year, for example. I don't have all my receipts in. So that I'm, I'm actually impacting them uh, adversely now. But it's interesting. We should have uh, a really good year to, to review our goals. We create goals every year. Uh, and there was probably a video on that. And so now it's time to really go through and, and evaluate how we've done and start to craft where we want to go in the next 12 months and future and, and farther out. I mean, we plan uh, on annual goals. We plan a three and five year plan as well. We also have a 30 year plan, but I'll be 90 then. So uh, we'll see. So anyway, that's what we've been up to. I hope you guys are having a great week. Keep creative, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much now. Bye.